Ladies and gentlemen, hey, welcome back to Pastors of Pain. We're here in Payne County, Oklahoma. I'm Father Brian O'Brien, joined by my podcasting partner and friend and co-pastor, not co-pastor, fellow pastor. Yep. Father mm-hmm. Kerry Wakulich. Hey. Um, good day to you, sir. Good day to house, you. Housemate. We always, uh, people are like, you guys are roommates. No, we live no. in the same house. Everyone has their own room. And bathroom. And their own bathroom. That was one of the best things we did. That was the bishop. The bishop required that. Remember when I found a place and he goes, and he said literally like, every does priest must have, does have, everybody their, own have ba- their own bathroom. Yeah. Yeah, it's, okay. good. it's a good thing. Um, we are uh, just, we're priests. I can't and, believe it's, we're, and it's awesome. Yeah. I love being a priest. We're living it up. Yeah, I, I know. It's pretty great. It's pretty great. Yeah. I I love, love, love being a priest. It's it's uh, it's not what I planned. It's not what I started off as, you know, when I was seven years old. I wanted you were to not bu- born a priest? I know. I wanted to build hypersonic jet aircraft when I was seven because I saw the SR-71 and the, F- and the uh, X-15 fly. And I said, I want that. <laughs> I learned I learned recently... That in order to build the um, the SR seventy one Blackbird, they needed titanium and lots of it. Oh, and so the CIA built all these shadow companies to get titanium. Did I already tell you all that one time? I've never heard that. Yeah, Tanner Price and I were up. We flew oh. up there with Blake Anthem Adam and a little uh, Piper Comanche or Piper something or other, yep. and a little four seater plane flew up to the um, um, Cosmosphere and Hutchinson, Kansas. Yeah, and then Ubered over to the Cosmosphere, and it's amazing. If you need to make a road trip, you know how we talk about road trips and going places. The Cosmosphere and Hutch is amazing. I have no idea what you're talking about right now. They basically have an SR seventy one Blackbird full scale inside oh. their building. Oh, I would see that. Yeah, I'd stop and look at that <sighs> for a few minutes. Oh, boo. <laughs> It's like the Basketball Hall of Fame of airplanes, Wait O'Brien. A we, you want to go to the Basketball Hall of Fame? Where is it? Springfield, Massachusetts. I've I actually w- been there. I would go. I was last there in uh, the summer. It was August of 1994. Whoa. There's also Springfield Armory there where they have a weapons. Less game. interesting. What? Basketball. Come on, began man. The, guns began the revolution. We're like six weeks from uh, the start of college basketball. What? What's that? Huh? It's the best. But- I gave huh. a homily a few weeks ago, and I used a Coach Jim Valvano reference okay. from North Carolina State. I was very happy. I try <laughs> not to make a lot of sports references because I know it's a mild turnoff for some people who aren't so sporty. It, what? Who have a knowledge of sports? But or? I always use it when I if I use a sports reference, I ve- I explain a lot. I, I don't. I do not assume that everybody knows. What I know about delicious sports. coffee. I just took a sip of my coffee to block out whatever you were talking about there, because oh. uh, you were talking about sports, and I did not care. So I opened my jaw and drank some coffee. That was mean. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Last. Well, uh, I, I guess what? What, what? I'm a liar. What? I'm a liar. Last I was listening week, to yeah, everything yeah, you yeah, said. Yeah. So last week we uh, we were walking through the Ten Commandments. So over the last couple of years, we've done a few episodes. Because <laughs> I thought we would do like just straight through. We'd go one through ten, and then we ten forgot. straight weeks. No, we didn't like forget. But then just stuff pops up. Hey, you know what? We're a big podcast, and people were saying, "Hey, could you talk about this?" Yeah, we get yeah. Text we get a lot of requests from lot around of requests. the country and the yeah. county. Yeah. So anyway, we're picking back up on our theme. Uh, earlier in the summer, we did the sixth commandment mm-hmm. uh, on thou shalt not commit adultery. And then last week, we did the seventh commandment, which is? 
uh, thou shalt not steal. Yes, and, and there's there a, a lot there. There was a lot of interesting stuff. So it's, and not just not just don't take my stuff, but uh, kind of how we participate in the life of the economy. I like the environment um, thing. Yeah, how we how we in, how we steward uh, God's gift of creation that has been mm-hmm. uh, given to us. All of that, all of that, right in there. But anyway, so this week I want to talk about the eighth commandment. Um, the eighth commandment says this: "You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor." Okay, I, I can take that. Now, on the surface, that seems pretty straightforward. Yeah, I agree. Don't lie about another person, or maybe don't s- bear false witness is like slander them or say something that's not true. Or, but the church, in her wisdom, in the Catechism of the Catholic Church, starting at paragraph twenty four sixty four fleshes it out in a beautiful way. There's 24? so much more. 2464 is, okay, the, is the paragraph of the catechism. Okay. There's so much more in that. And so it actually begins with like a little... Uh, actually, I'll, I'll read the kind of opening paragraph. Oh, and please. Then, and then it talks about basically the, of, about the truth and how important the truth is and that God is the source of all truth. Okay. And so when we say something that isn't true... Ooh... We are going against God, who is truth itself. Come on. Who is the okay. source of all truth. And so to, to think about like, oh, it was just, it's just a little, a little lie. Well, I mean, there are grades of lying. There are okay. big lies and there are small lies. Uh-huh. But, but to lie, to not tell the truth. So not just not lying, but to, to not tell the truth yep. is an offense against God, who is the source of all truth. Whoa. I have a couple of examples in yeah. this. So here's 2464. The Eighth Commandment forbids misrepresenting the truth in our relations with others. This moral prescription flows from the vocation of the holy people to bear witness to their God, who is truth okay. and wills the truth. Offenses against the truth expressed by word or deed, okay. word, word or, or deed, a refusal to commit oneself to moral uprightness. They are fundamental infidelities to God. And in this sense, they undermined the foundations of the covenant. Okay. So when you lie, you are messing with okay, so the covenant. You like politics, so I'm going I'm to throw this one out. I like politics. Okay. So politics, example. So you have somebody who puts their, you know, they go to court. Uh, maybe a politician, and they say, like, oh, like Oliver North. We'll use Ollie North in the uh, Central American Guns Trials. The Iran-Contra. Oh, that's what it was called. Yeah. Uh, and, From, and, like, the mid-'80s. And yeah. he said very clearly, I did, not, I, I did not do this. And then it come to find out, like, he did. Or, or you sit on a throne of lies. Or uh, Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton gets up and tells everybody that... The, he, the, did he did not. He did, he did not. not do these things yes. when, in fact, he did. So, the, uh, so there's the obvious word one where someone perjures himself. Correct. Then there's the one that you say like they do it indeed. They lie based on their deeds. So we could look at politicians as well as like um, I'll, I'll throw out like you know uh, Ted Kennedy. He's dead. Ted Kennedy, um, you, you remember your mom went on a date with him, uh, and so Ted she Kennedy, didn't. right? That's a lie. Oh, you so, well, are breaking the covenant right here on our podcast. I, 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 I 
This podcast exists to build up God's people, and here you are tearing at the very foundations of God's covenant with his holy okay, people. Okay, good, good. See, you, see, then that's what happens when someone doesn't know the truth and they say, say some, state something, we correct them just like you did. So, but Ted Kennedy publicly proclaimed by his deeds a lie that he was both Catholic and he was pro-choice. Oh, yeah. Am I falsifying you? I've already presented in one case that so you're willing you. to correct me on public air. Yeah. And I'm you're humble good. enough to you're take good. it. Humble you're heart, good. Humble heart, take it. So the, these are the things like that the lying can be done with your physical body as well or by the actions you take. So take notice, you know, um, politicians, public figures, even movie stars uh, and ourselves that by doing things publicly, it's, um, it is the case like, when like someone gets drunk on a Saturday night at a club, you're you're lying physically with your body that you're a devout Christian. Yes, I or mean no? all. I guess just. I mean, I guess you're in kind of a broad sense. All sin is a lie, especially yeah, especially when it's public and they see it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, to say I am, I mean, but then, but then we're all, I don't know, in that sense, we're all liars. I mean, I want, I profess to, I'm a priest, I want to, I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ, but like, but I sin also. Is it because we can't handle the truth? Is it? (laughs) (laughs) And so, in that sense, I mean, we would say like the devil, you know, the devil is like the The father father of lies. Right. So, I guess, so in a broad sense, I think you could say all sin is a lie. Yes, but in this sense, we're we're being very specific of of sins against the truth. Yep. When something is true, and we say or do the opposite, we are lying. Well, like apostasy, like we we lie. Well, an apostasy. I mean, the catechism wise, apostasy would fall under "You shall have no other gods before me." So is that a lie? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But in in this sense, this gets very the catechism gets very specific. But one thing I think is really interesting is it does a whole little thing on uh, like what it means to bear witness to the truth. Ooh, hello. And the courage that it takes to live that truth. And it says yeah. the the supreme witness to the truth are martyrs. Wow. So here it is. This is this thing about the eighth commandment. And there's a whole paragraph on martyrdom. Because they're living the truth physically with their bodies. They are living the truth to the greatest extent possible, which is they were giving their life for for the truth. So it says martyrdom, this is 2473. Martyrdom is the supreme witness given to the truth of the faith. It means bearing witness even unto death. Uh, And it quotes, who is this quoting? Oh, Ignatius of Antioch, let me become the food of beasts Oh yeah, through whom it will be given me to reach God. Yeah, he's like, let me be ground up as, as bread yeah. is ground up for the Eucharist. So I just love that. I mean, that, that to, to take truth all the way to its furthest extent is to, to, be, to be killed for it. Yeah, like you, mentioned, Moore. like you mentioned last week about the telos of things, like they're supposed to be brought to their final end. Yes. And so this is, the truth is brought to its final end, which is public proclamation of God. For some people, yeah, the final end of truth-telling is that you give up your life. Anyway, I just thought that was like, woo. Okay, let's talk about offenses against the truth. Okay. And there's a long list. And I think some of them are, I think, you know, sort of not, not super relevant, and others that I think really... 
are big problems. Okay. Ready? And go. False witness and perjury. Yeah, that's what I just mentioned. Yeah. Politicians. So if you're under, well, this is talking about like you're under, if you're when you're under oath mm-hmm. and you and you perjure yourself, so it's illegal. Yeah. Because sometimes lying is not illegal. I know. I used to have to lie when I was in the military. You People did? would ask me what I did, oh. and they would say, "I said I can't." I, I, I one, I would say I can't tell you. I'd have to kill you. Well, I wouldn't. And, and so they would ask questions, or you were on a project, and no one was supposed to know this project was going on. Ooh. And they would ask you where you were, and I would say, "Oh, yeah, I was at a cousin's house," or I would, you know, go. I'm going to that place, and I'm. That's I, actually in here. Twenty. Can we talk about that? Twenty four ninety one is entitled "Professional Secrets." Yeah, yeah, like. It's not, it, it, and it's a matter of justice, I think, of lying in that situation because it's what is the question? What is due to them? You know, yeah, like, do they have a right to this information? Yeah, like our um, our disc jockey over here, Rob Ponce, was he was in the military too, in the Navy, and so you're going out on a cruise or something out on a float, and you're like, I I can't tell you where I'm going, and because the information is not due to them because of the protection of of the the sailors, and the same way with this, it's like. Well, I, I've been I've been told I can't tell anybody, so I can't tell you. I remember the example we got in moral theology in in seminary was you're in Nazi Germany and you're hiding Jews in your basement. Oh yeah. And the Nazis knock on your door and they say, Is there anybody in your basement? And your answer is no. Because no. the information is not due to them. Right. Because we know what they're going to do with it. So you could, I think there's people who would say, like, no, the truth must be told no matter. Well, that's Immanuel you know. Kant. Immanuel yeah. Kant, K A N T, look him up. I mean, his, his idea is that you have to tell the truth in every situation no matter what. Right. And the church says, no, there are circumstances. We must take into account the circumstance. Anyway, so this is on you when you were a soldier. Airman. Uh, Airman. It says this, for example, this is the catechism. Those of political office holders, soldiers, yep. physicians, uh-huh. and lawyers, or confidential information given under the seal of secrecy, that's so there's Confession. priests, must be kept, save in exceptional cases where keeping the secret is bound to cause very grave harm to the one who confided it, to the one who received it, or to a third party, and where the very grave harm can be avoided only by divulging the truth. Even if not confided under the seal of secrecy, private information prejudicial to another is not to be divulged without grave and proportionate reason. Um, so, yeah. So, now, let's say you had secret knowledge that, uh, you know, nuclear, you know, bomb was coming, uh, whatever. <laughs> uh, like, we know, would you be able to... Kids do that with tell people. Bishop Kelly kids would do that all the time, and they would say, "What if somebody was going to blow something up? What if they come? Someone comes to confession it's, and says, "I'm going to blow up the church right now." What would you do? And you're like, "I can't do anything. I about, would do nothing. I'm bound yeah. to the seal because the seal is in here too. Twenty four ninety. The secret. Here's one. And actually, this is very practical. This app. This has happened a couple times uh, in my life as a priest. Yep. Uh, so we're hypothetically talking here. So um, uh, a couple, let's say a hus- husband and wife, come to confession. Separate one or together? Another, one oh. after another. One after another. So the husband comes in and, and, and goes to confession um, and is immediately followed by his wife. And, and they're both behind the screen. And the wife, is ta- let's say, says something about the, I was, got angry at my husband 
And he, pro- oh, and he probably said that about me because he was just in here. Oh, interesting. Right? Don't do that. Don't, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> now, can I, can I divulge or, you know, can I sort of figure out like, okay, these, this, probably, this is probably a married couple. Um, <laughs> but, but don't do that. Don't, don't say, okay, and, and next up is my son, Bobby. Like, let, <laughs> let Bobby stand on his own. It's not your place to say, you know, who's, who's coming because you don't know what they're going to say. You don't know kind of the level of secrecy that, I mean, if you come into confession, you can say, Hey father, it's, it's me, Steve, you know, (laughs) and people do that all the time, but it's not another person's place to divulge that information. Yeah. Cause you don't know if like, if you're the husband and you're like, your wife may have been to confession like three days prior, and then now you're going together, and they may have already confessed the right, sins right, of slashing your right. tires so, yeah, a week so before. Don't, so yeah, so don't do that. Okay. Other offenses against uh, truth. Okay. Um, what number are we? This is 2477. Okay. Rash judgment, Ooh. Uh, which assumes as true without sufficient foundation the moral fault of a neighbor. So this happens, I think, a lot within families. I remember this happened a lot with my brothers and sisters. Like something happens, something's missing. Um, I can't. It, it could happen in our house. I can't find my keys. Oh, dang it, Wakulich! He was flushed in here. Him, flushed him down the toilet. He was in here, and I saw him with my keys. And then I come to you, and I say, "What'd you do with my keys?" And you're like, "I don't know where your keys are, dude." Like, relax, <laughs> chill, you know? bro. But my assumption was. I saw you with them or you were near, you know, we, we go after people without sufficient information to know that it was really them. Yeah. Um, or we, you know, we just, we sort of assume that's rash judgment and it's a sin against the eighth commandment. Detraction. Explain. Which is without, without objectively valid reasons, disclosing another's faults and failings to persons who did not know them. Oh, that's like gossip and slander. So it's, a, it's a, form, a form of gossip, a form of gossip. So I know something about this guy, and you don't need to know it. Yeah. And I tell you in order to bring him down. Yeah. I, detraction. I, I have confessed that before. Like yep. I, I just remember saying, I said... And I don't remember the exact details, but I remember going taking it to confession because I felt terrible about it because I said this about a person's friend of something they didn't know about them. I was yeah. like, well, what? I mean, like they they do this all the time, and it wasn't you know it wasn't it was just pals hanging out. I was like, dang it, that was mean. Like yeah. now, now I let this detraction out. This I let the thing. slander yep. out. Yep. And now they know something about their friend that. Well, I mean, it was old. Oh, yeah, I still yeah. felt stupid. Yeah, detraction. So then another form of this kind of this gossip, we call it calumny. Oh, yeah, I never... C-A- C-A-L-U-M-N-Y. Uh-huh. And so it's remarks contrary to the truth that harm the reputation of others and give occasion for false judgments concerning them. That's a lot of words. Um, so making making something up. So detraction is telling somebody something... That's true, but that they don't need to know. Calumny is saying something that's untrue. Oh, that's the defiant. That obviously they don't need to know because it's not even real. Uh huh. It's it like we concocted it. Yep. And just then. Yep. 
And so I, I think we, we see this a lot in our lives. There's, there's somebody that we don't particularly like, we want, and then we want others to not like them. And so we say, hey, did, did you know? You know, did you know he, you know, steals, steals from work? You know? Now, maybe he does steal from work. But that's not yours to tell me. You know she deals crack on the side? Yeah. On the streets? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that rumor that? gets going. And then, you know, as, as you know, once, once, that, once that rumor is out, out of the barn, it's hard to, it's hard to pull it back in. I, I have a question. Say, hypothetically, say maybe you, like, spread a rumor and then figure out how long it takes for the rumor to get around. Any, oh, O'Brien, any situations? That was, your, that's, that was like comedy. <laughs> what was, was that? that? Would that be? That was you. When I was Did, in college. What'd you do? Oh, when I was <laughs> that, in college. Listen, is this an example of calumny right here? Let's see. Let's, I'm glad okay. I know your life. You can use your, uh, yeah, use your moral judgment here. Uh-huh. So when I was in college, uh, I was in, uh, I did like some student, student government stuff. So my senior year. <laughs> So my senior year, we were, like, every year, like, who, who was going to be the graduation speaker at yes, Boston College yes. was a big deal. And so we had had, like, the attorney general. We had had, uh, anyway, so ni- 1998, ni- or fall of 97, I'm a, I'm, a high sc- I'm a college senior. So my friends and I, just a few friends, we decided that we would start a rumor about who the commencement speaker was. Uh-huh. And that people would probably believe it because like I was involved in student government. Uh-huh. Even though I had nothing to do with the uh who the speaker would be. I was not in those meetings yes. and nobody ever asked me. So we we landed on a particular person and then we would start the rumor. This is your squad of buddies. It was like two two other guys. And we would start the rumor and we would see like how far it went. So we ended up, and, we, and, but how how far do you, how do you know how so far? So the goal went? was would this is the if we heard it back from somebody else who told us the rumor that they had heard, then we would have been successful. Go on. So we decided on a hilarious uh, a commencement <laughs> speaker, and that is Don Knotts. <laughs> now Don Knotts, for those of you on the younger side of life, uh, Don Knotts. Was a comedic figure in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. He was on the Andy Griffith show. There was this show in the 80s called Three's Company, and he was like the the, the goofy landlord. Well, anyway, so we we made up a story that Don Knotts was going to be the 1998 commencement speaker, and it was because he had like overcome cancer, like he had been very very sick, and then overcame it, and now he tells this like really inspirational story. Any is any of that true? No. So then, so we start telling people. Have, hey, you, con- have you confessed this? Hey, hey, have you guys, did you guys hear who the commencement speaker's going to be? And people are like, no, who? Oh my gosh, who? And I was like, Don Knotts. And they're like, really? <laughs> like, like Boston College, like, you know, we're kind of a prestigious, you know, like, why are we bringing Don? Oh, he overcame cancer. It's this whole big thing. It's a really inspirational story. Oh, really? Okay. Anyway, so weeks later, I'm sitting with another group of friends, and somebody says, guys, did you hear that Don Knotts is going to be the commencement speaker? And I was just like, yes. Uh, winner. Is that I don't lying? know. What is that? Have you confessed this? Because you can start right now. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. Is that? I don't know what that is. Is that? I mean, it's, it's a lie. It's it was a like hu- for a joke. 
I don't know. Okay, well, you know what? Let's keep going. So detraction, detraction and calumny destroy the reputation and honor of one's neighbor. So I think that's where we got to keep in mind. When you're opening your big fat mouth and you're talking about your friends behind their back or oh, some no. coworker, it you are harming their reputation. Yep. And it's a lie. So don't do it. Um, then what's very interesting uh, is flattery. Flattery. <laughs> uh, speaking of old TV characters, um, Mrs. Haskell, what el- what else? You just look so lovely today. What else can I do for you? Yeah, Eddie Haskell. Eddie Haskell. Yeah. Okay, oh, Mrs. So Cleaver. Is, Mrs. Cleaver. Yeah, 2448. Oh. Every word or attitude is forbidden, which by flattery, adulation, or complacence encourages and confirms another in malicious acts and perverse conduct. Malicious so, acts. So it this is this is okay. I mean, just one example. You're you're standing around with your buddies, and somebody starts talking about. I mean, so this is college kids, you know. Somebody starts talking about how drunk they got on Saturday night, okay. and it was awesome. And I slept with this girl, and and you're standing there, and you go along with it. You condone it. And you laugh at the joke, yep. and you say, "Oh man, that's awesome!" What you know? Now, even in your heart, you're saying, "Oh, this is not good. This is bad." But your your deeds, your actions yep. are, "Oh man, that must have been awesome!" You're like you are, you are giving flattery, adulation, or mm. complacence, meaning you're just you're kind of being neutral in the face of a situation in which you ought not be neutral. Yeah, a sin against the eighth commandment. Wow. What do you think about that? I, fl- yeah, fl- I thought flattery was just like telling Mrs. Um, Mrs. Cleaver how beautiful she was, and you know, like false charm. It can be that fake, too, fake yep. charm. Like yep. maybe yep. I was thinking of uh, the direction of seduction, like you're lying to somebody about who they are, yeah. or who you perceive them yep. to be, and they're therefore like you know you're seducing them, uh, you know, with with th- this fakeness. But then you say it the other way of. Um, it's also the other way of just flattery of like praising somebody for something bad they did and like, oh, wow, you're so good. Yeah, when in fact they're not. Now, if you're, I mean, you, you don't want to take this to like way too far. You know, you're, you're, you have a son who's in fifth, you know, five years old and just started <laughs> playing the piano. Like you can encourage, you know, you're not. Or a piece of art. Son, you stink. <laughs> um, okay, a couple more. Boasting or bragging. Okay. Our sins against the Eighth Commandment. Our lying. Boasting and bragging. Yep. Um, now, it also matters kind of the gravity of the lie. And anyway, there's a lot There's a lot here. One thing I want to just point out, this is the Catechism was written in 1993. Okay. Um, but it talks about uh, temperance when it comes to how we communicate with each other. I'll just read this real quick. Okay. The means of social communication can give rise to a certain passivity among users, making them less than vigilant consumers of what is said or shown. Users should practice moderation and discipline in their approach to the mass media. They will want to form enlightened and correct consciences the more easily to resist unwholesome influences. So that includes, so like when we are, in what we are taking in our into our minds, what we're reading, what we're watching, yeah. um, we have to be consumers of that which is good. And if we're not, 
we are giving into the lie. And what's the lie? Well, the lie is the un- the unwholesomeness of of what is coming. Okay. Of what is coming in. That we're we're by 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 putting up with something that is untrue. Yes. We are being complacent by allowing it to go on. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. I okay. Yeah. So we want to be uh, avid, uh, not avid consumers. We want to be, vig- I would say, vigilant in what it is that we are taking in so as not to perpetuate the lie. Now, I mentioned that was written in 1993. Uh-huh. But that this is the updated really catechism. This is bef- the blue giant. That's catechism, yeah. So that's before, before, before the internet really got going, yeah. um, before social media became uh, a thing. So it's just, anyway, I think it's just it's it, to look at similar to what we said last week, like to look at your life and to say, how am I doing with regard to the truth? Am I a truth teller? Uh-huh. Yeah. Am I a liar? Am I somewhere in between? And I think especially I just I mean just say, you know, especially I think go- I think gossip. Mm-hmm. Um, in our workplaces, in our schools, and, you know, within the within the parish, within the you know, we're not immune to that, and we and we ought to be. What was that Fulton Sheen? It was like uh, if you if you want to gossip, like go up on the top of the Empire State Building with a your pillow, your feather. That was pillow. Philip Neary. Philip Neary, and yeah. like throw the feathers out, and then go pick them up because that's how gossip spreads. Right. Yeah. You can't bring it back once it's out of your mouth. Ugh. Yeah. You want to like grab it grab it back in. But anyway, so that that's one that's very specific that I think we can all really work on um, is that sin of gossip, which goes against the Eighth Commandment. Wow, the music's here already. Wow. That okay. is all the time we have. Thanks for joining us here on Pastors of Pain. Have a great week, everybody. Peace.